Hello, everybody. We're on episode five of the Weekly Nightly Podcast already. And I'm Andrew, a.k.a. at Choi underscore AJ on Twitter. And I'm Carla. All right, so we got a really busy schedule today. Yeah, um, a, lot of ha- a lot of things happened since we uh, last talked. Yeah, so la- last week, uh, it, it was exactly a week from, or a week ago today, we talked about all of the upcoming games that were going to happen that week as, as we also reviewed the, uh, the two San Jose games. So we'll be talking about the Boston, Arizona, Calgary, and Kings games and then give you an outlook for what's coming up this coming week. Yeah, we actually get to talk about teams that's not San Jose. I'm so excited but, for yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I think we're going to keep the San Jose talk of this episode to the minimum. Uh, I think we have one story at the end, but that's it. Right? Yeah, yeah, I think I'm, that's. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm sick and tired of talking about San Jose. I want to just get like you know move on into our season. Yeah, and yeah. Just... I mean, granted, I, I definitely think there's a lot of our followers and maybe occasionally us that are going and looking at the standings every day to make yeah, sure they keep it, losing. But it, it 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 is nice to see them at the bottom of the uh, fish tank. If 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 I you know, but yeah. Uh, but let's just kind of move on and just like keep it that at the back of my mind, I think. So the reason that this one, uh, this this episode is called 50-50 is, uh, well, we won half, we lost half. So let's let's just jump right in and start talking a little bit. So, uh, so Boston. Because, well, Boston, we, after, after the great San Jose start, the two games, we started Boston strong. We, 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 we scored the first two goals, and the momentum was there. Yeah, and it, it, the forecheck was there. Everybody was looking really good, and then Boston did Boston things. Yeah, well, to be honest, my overall thoughts in this game is I thought we didn't play that bad. I thought the score kind of didn't really indicate the way the Golden Knights played that game. Because I thought we hang with Boston. I thought we had our opportunities. I thought Halak was just really, really good that game. I think it was Rask that game. Oh, Rask! Yeah, one of those. Both those goalies are really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they, they they have two really, really good goalies. Like like, like Rask and Halak are, are what Golden Knights fans want to band to be like as a backup to be like a really reliable backup. That's like as good as Mark Andre Fleury, which is not going to happen because yeah. that's really hard to find. Boston is one of those. It's one of those teams that have a backup that you like. It's no doubtedly can start for any other team. But no doubt either Rask is going to either retire at some point and Halak will take, take you know, charge. But I, I think before that happens, Halak's contract will probably go out and he'll look to have a starting job yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I won't be surprised if that's going to happen to Subban and Fleury. Where, yep. Yeah. Totally agree on that, too. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, Boston just played Boston's game. Their, their forecheck is, they, they play a game that's actually kind of similar to Vegas in certain ways, where they're relentless on their forecheck. Yeah, and I thought their first line was just dominant. Oh my god. Well, their first line that night just had really good puck luck the entire night, too. Yeah, because we, 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 Vegas had their own mistakes, and Boston is those type of teams where... Capitalize on every yeah, mistake. If you yeah. make those mistakes... Yeah, it, it that's that's how they won that game because we our defense had a lot of mistakes throughout the because I thought overall they played okay except for the big mistakes. Yeah, yeah, and the mistakes that, like, they the made were really big. Yeah, exactly, and 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 you can't do that to Boston. Yeah, against so, Boston, I mean. So it it continued uh, Mark Stone's two point a game streak for that game, I believe. Yeah. Um, so he he did. 
fantastic in that game. I, you know, I the top six were really, really, really good in that game. It was the bottom six and the defense that were very lacking. That was, yeah, that was a very disappointing game for the bottom six. I thought uh, that was a game where I thought Reeves looked like he was just recovering still from his said injury from the preseason because I thought he looked slow and lazy. Yeah. Uh, Peary was uh, a bit... Uh, Lad, yeah, just he—he he was just really bad. Yeah, that, Very... thir- that third line, uh, e- even Stastny can't couldn't kind of bring up those two. You know, you know what I mean. Like Stastny, I thought Stastny was played well that game. He set up Zikov and Piri. Sidney Crosby or Connor McDavid could not have made those two look good for those games. Yeah, well, Cro- McDavid was probably just gonna do it himself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so would Crosby. Let's be honest. Yeah, let's be honest, but. <laughs> But Stasny's, but it was bad. Yeah, because Stasny's a ty- he Stasny can't do it himself. He needs people to help him. The, and the yeah. problem I had with with Brandon Peary, and I know there's a lot of people that are still hanging on to Peary from the, that eight game goal streak mm-hmm. he had last season. My biggest problem is that he had scoring chances, and he either didn't take them or whiffed them so incredibly bad. He it just it looked like he was like just not there. He was yeah. not wanting to play. Yeah, when you're when you're a player who's there to score. You better score because we're not asking you to do anything else, to be honest with you, with Perry. Because we're not relying on Perry to be a good 200-foot player or good four-checker. He's there to score goals, and he has zero right now. He has one assist, and that was one of... That was a Noshik one, right? Yeah. and Yeah, exactly. So, I don't know, man. And, and that was Noshik cleaning up his bad shot, basically. Yeah. Like, I, I want Peary to do good, but right now he's just a liability on the team. Well, and, and the thing is, that's, you know, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit farther down, but that's, that's why I kept, you know, tweeting out hashtag replace Peary. Yeah, because I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really think that, you know, he needs to be off the team altogether, but he definitely, at least for now, needs to be healthy scratched until they can figure out it, where they should Exactly. Play. He needs a little bit more tuning. He needs to get his head right, I think, because I think it's a mental thing. You know, it, it's always a mental thing with him. It has yeah. to be because, it, you know, he, he goes, he gets into this cycle where he shoots like sniper level shots, just like Max Pacioretty. And then after he goes through his cycle of he, that, very streaky, oh, yeah. so streaky. And especially as a goal scorer. And that's all you do. Like when, when you're down, you're really, you're really a liability. But Peary, I don't think Peary was the only liability that game, though, because I thought England was also one, one of the biggest culprits in those turnovers i i absolutely love Derek england and what he's done for vegas and the team and you know being a veteran of vegas but also just a veteran nhler i think he's absolutely fantastic as a person but i think this needs to be his last year in the nhl and they probably need to continue to reduce his minutes yeah because um well what i what i was really concerned when i when he he got paired with uh hague was that their foot speed and I understand that England is really good in the penalty kill and good at blocking shots because in the penalty kill, he doesn't really have to move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he can just stand there and block shots. He doesn't have to chase the puck or or go around. But five on five. Five is, on five, he's... It's, so with him and Haig on on, in the same defensive pairing, it's basically a normal-sized traffic cone and a tall traffic cone. Well... I don't think that's that fair to Haig because what I like about when he's Haig, paired with England, when he's paired, yeah. Because what I liked about Haig is that he his foot pit, foot speed is a bit lacking, but I th- 
for and I still think it's faster than England. Oh, absolutely. He, he has the reach to kind of make up for it because when when uh play when the other team tries to go around him, he can just reach around. Uh, he has the size for it. He uses his size like really well. But yeah, so so overall, I I, I think the Golden Knights played a really good game. I mean, you know, they they basically went up to and then went down to. So at one point it was four yeah. two, and then at the toward the very end, Pacioretty had zero chill again and just got really mad and scored a goal. Yeah, to, to be honest with you, we were down to, but I thought we weren't out of the game. No, I, I didn't think so either. And honestly, like at the very end, there was probably seven or eight shots um, when, yeah. when, the, and, when the net was emptied, and I thought that they were going to tie it up. And there was the one shot where Pacioretty just hit the post. Oh, Rask was playing very well. Yeah, is, we, is we beat Rask a few times, and it was just an, an unlucky bounce or whatever. Because, I, like I said, I thought that game, the Golden Knights played well enough to win, but Boston was just really good, too. It, Boston is a very good team. And I'm just going to come out and say it, though. No more goalie you suck chance, because I swear that Rask got pissed off and played on his head as soon as that <laughs> happened. And and the, the, another reason why I don't like that chant is because when they say goalie you suck, it's not always the goalie's fault. Yeah, that's also true. So <laughs> I mean, and they don't really kind of, especially Rask. And I, well, I don't very... like it because what I've heard the most common in all of the games that I've ever watched is they, other teams do it mostly to Flurry. Yeah, like that's their favorite one to pick on is Flurry when Flurry's playing somewhere else. Uh, I I don't think I've noticed it that much, but I guess. Especially, you know, playoffs are the worst for that, yeah. obviously. Well, if you go to Nashville, it happens all the time, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, so so Boston was was a good game. I, I was there. I, I, you know, I grew up a Boston fan, so I, I really liked watching that game in person. Yeah. And every year, I try to at least go to the Boston game here in Vegas. Yeah, because I thought that game, Marshand was oh. the, the first line. It, I tweeted this earlier to reply, because I don't know if you saw that tweet, because Boston played... Uh, a game today, and it was against uh, the Ducks. The Ducks, yeah. And then uh, Martian kind of pushed Comtois, and Comtois tried to retaliate, and Martian just ducked <laughs> under Comtois. It was, it was so funny, and I replied to that uh, gif saying that I hate the fact that I love Brad Marchand because I do. Like it's, I'm kind of bummed he didn't try to lick him instead, though. Yeah, it, because he's so good at his job. He he just his whole purpose is to a Either create scoring chances, B score, or C piss off everybody else so they don't score. Exactly. It's 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 he's like Ryan Reeves who can play hockey. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I mean, is, it's just so entertaining. That's I, I think the like the any child need that personality to kind of it's because it's fun. It's like it's just fun to watch. You hate it when it happens to your team. Yeah, but you obviously love it. you love watching it. Well, though. you love watching it. Like see. Comtois, like, just missed, like, whiff. I just laughed my ass off. That and, was like, hilarious. And he's an incredible hockey player. Too. Yeah, he's so good. Hey, that, that's the biggest thing, is yeah. is if, if you weren't, then it's more of a Ryan Reeves situation, yeah. where you're more of, more of an enforcer, whereas, yeah. you know, Brad Marchand plays insane almost every night. Yeah, and and him and Berger on the penalty kill kind of rivals uh, Smith and Carlson, oh, yeah. too. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, one of my one of my dreams or hopes is that, uh, that both... Someday, if both Boston and, and Vegas have a bad year, which better not be this year for, for Vegas in particular, but 
I'd love to see Marchand and Jonathan Marchessault on a line for the world championship just to say it's the Marchie line. That's just that's just going to piss everybody off. Because, everybody will be mad. <laughs> because Marchessault's also left. He's feisty. He's very feisty. So, so uh, imagine the two of them, and neither of them are big dudes either. Yeah, I know, right? It's just little kind of... Yeah, so imagine the little, <laughs> the little scrappy dudes running around and just pissing off everybody. That sounds like a fantastic line. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, I think it's time to move on to the next game. So, the next game. Arizona against Arizona. And I, like I said uh, in the last podcast when we... Re- uh, we um, we did our previews. Uh, I thought, like I said, Arizona wasn't going to be an easy game. So and... for, first thing I just wanted to mention about the game is that uh, apparently Arizona, uh, the, the staff at Arizona decided it'd be a great idea to like make fun of Vegas fans for being bandwagoners. But A, that doesn't make any sense because the team's only like two Dude. and like, some change years old. Yeah. And B, uh, the, the biggest thing I noticed about this game is that there were more Vegas fans in the Gila River Arena yeah. than there were Coyotes fans. I, I think that's been the case the past two years, to be honest with you. Uh, the Coyotes had been had had a problem with attendance in the past few years, which is unfortunate because I want them to stay there. They keep calling me and telling me to come to their games. Like they, They're like, oh, hey, we, we see the Golden Knights are playing here on this date. Do you want to come? And I'm like, <laughs> they really want no? the ticket sales. They're like, are you sure? Please? But, we did, please? <laughs> but there are a lot of Golden Knights fans that travel to Arizona every year. Oh, this is where I guess we have to give Laura her shout out. Yeah. So Vegas Golden Knights fan lives in Arizona. Props to you, Laura, for being awesome. Yeah, and, and uh, with uh, the, uh, the jersey, what was the... the the, the Kachina jersey. Yeah, Kachina. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I Thank used you. the right word. I, I Thank used the right you. Word there you time. go. The Kachina jersey she wore. That was Oh, yeah. That was top-notch. Yeah, that was that was awesome, but not as good as the Golden Knights jersey that she wore. But that's the that's, a, game. that's better. Yeah. Yes, that was, much that was better. A better one. So, anyways, this game, though. What, was, what was good about this game for Vegas? Cody Glass got a point. And that's it. I, I think that's all <laughs> yeah. we have to say. Yeah. yeah and so. oh no. And Malcolm Subban was amazing. Oh, Malcolm Subban. That was one of the best performances I've seen in a, like a, especially an early season performance. Yeah. For him. And unfortunately, and he couldn't finish the game. He got injured. Uh, Malcolm Subban was great that first period. He led in two goals, but totally not his fault at all. First one was a, an own goal by Nick Hague. Off his which, skate, right? Off his skate, which also I don't. Like, that was just an unfortunate bounce. Yeah, it was really. it was a weird bounce because the uh, one of the uh, the coyotes was behind the net. Behind the he tried to. He was just trying to clear it back up. Yeah, or clear pass it back, it back up. And, yeah, and then it hits Hague's skate and bounced right in. Right, right in, and it that was very unfortunate. And the second one was when Subban made like three great saves in a row, and then the defense failed to clear the puck, and then it just went back door, and then boom, score. And again, it was... Uh, Subban Su- Go- can't do anything about that. And Gallant made pretty much no changes between the, the San Jose games, the Boston game, and the Arizona game. He yeah. pretty much kept the lineup almost exactly the same throughout the, all four of those games, and then once once they dropped two, he was like, ah, oh, maybe we should change this, because... Well, I think I think we'll get into that later, but I think there was more circumstance... Yeah, agreed. ...than, uh, than just that. But yeah, it was it was not good for that, ga- that game. That game was, I thought, a disaster. It's probably the worst game that the Golden Knights played this year. And it was a which, disaster for everyone. Short, yeah, it, it wasn't uh, just like just one player. Because even even our best player, Mark Stone, I thought he had a bad game. Yeah, and and the the whole first line like they nobody produced anything for the most part. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was just bad. Yeah, it there was a. We, 
Arizona just outplayed us, Ar- I think. Arizona's also a better team than everybody remembers them yeah. being. Because Kepner, he, he is a really good goalie. Oh, he, he's... He, he's, like, he, he's not a household name yet, but he is sneakily good. Which is surprising because he's 29. You'd, yeah. think, you'd think he'd have had more chances, but I think he just developed late. A lot, yeah. of, these, a lot of goalies these days are developing later. Yeah, exactly. And, and he kind of stepped in last year. Uh, when uh, Ronta was hurt, yep, and then never, but th- never really came out. Yeah, but that. I thought I thought he played well last year, and just Arizona just couldn't score. Yeah, and now they have Phil Kessel. So... Wait, wait, who who ironically didn't even score that game? No, he didn't. And they didn't even get a point. But he creates more offense than yeah. they've had in the past, and he, and he just I I also like so so Subban was injured, then mm-hmm. Flurry comes out. Who knows first, Flurry better than anybody that's uh, in that entire arena right then is Phil Kessel. Yeah, but he didn't even score on him. But he knows how to explain to people what Flurry does and what he doesn't that's do That's true. Well. That's fair. Well, but uh, speaking of Flurry coming in, first the first shot he faces was a shorthanded. Well, it was short. No, it was no, right it was, after. Right, right was, after the power. It was the guy getting out of the box that took the shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, that was that was really unfortunate because. William uh, Carlson tried yeah. to clear the puck. He didn't uh, I want to say no, he wasn't trying to clear the puck. He was trying to pass it back to the point to the defense and then he missed and nobody was there so he went straight to the guy coming out of the box for a breakaway. Subban would have saved that. <laughs> yeah, no, not prob- even kidding though. That, that probably is what maybe. Subban is well, the best at. Well, is- we, well we never we will we will never know because he didn't play. Damn it, Subban, get healthy, please. Yeah, that's that's another thing about Subban is a lot of people are complaining about Subban and saying he's bad and stuff. That's not I don't the biggest issue with Subban is staying healthy. Yeah. I think that's a bigger issue than him being bad or soft goal. Well, yeah, soft goals, but him staying healthy is more important because I think you can clean up the soft goals, you can clean up learning how to uh, fight through screens, you can learn you can learn all that. But staying healthy is something that yeah. it's just, you know, it's just taking care of your body. Yeah, you can't fix a recurring groin injury. Like, yeah. you know, I, I believe it's uh, Varlamov who's had that issue um, for a while. I, yeah. we, nobody knows what Subban's actual issue is. But if that is the case, then that's not a good sign. Yeah. So hopefully it's something minor. I mean, he's day to day. So maybe it, he's, maybe he's taking trips to Pahrump once in a while. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe maybe he should. I don't know. <laughs> one way one way or another, I guess. Yeah, but this was a it's not a good game at all though. It, we just we were outscored. Yeah, four uh, to one. Yeah, we actually outshot them, but that was because in the third period they kind of hemmed in and tried yeah. just played defense and. And but Kemper was also just playing amazingly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was just uh, you know, and and this is kind of typical for uh, this is actually the first time that Vegas dropped a road game. In, at Arizona. In Arizona. This uh, is the first time they lost in uh, uh, Gila River Arena. But Vegas has lost to Arizona at least once or twice in at T-Mobile, home. Yeah, in T-Mobile Arena. So I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, at least the next time they play the, the Yotes that they win at home. But yeah, I, I, I think the, the, the Coyotes are much better than they appear. Because everybody has this kind... They, have the, they built this reputation for themselves that they are a bad team. But I think they are upcoming. You have really young... Um, you have really young, a really young core, and you have really good goaltending. Yeah. So I mean, based on based on the trajectory of all the teams right now, there there's a chance they could be third or wild card for for a playoff spot. Yeah. Unfortunately, they have a guy who just got injured. 
All right, so they got uh, Nicholas Yalmerson, who got hurt. Yeah, I don't know how to say that name. Yeah, so he's a big part of the defensive core, and that's a bit. He's gonna be out for at least three months. And yeah, cracked fibula, right? Yeah, it's 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 that's a horrible news for them because they kind of need them. Yeah, need need him for for a team that's really defensive first. Yeah, that's exactly. A, that's that's a death sentence. So yeah, so we'll see how they'll they'll do. Um, Without him, so... Well, and speaking of uh, one person making all the difference, I mean, Nate Schmidt is definitely that for Vegas. Yeah, uh, I thought uh, the two games after um, the Calgary game, I thought the defense played much better. Yeah. Uh, they they kind of rallied, they kind of... Well, they also played England a lot less minutes though. The, yeah, that, that game. yeah. Um, and, and I thought that overall game, they kind of... They kind of woke up after losing to Arizona in, in such fashion. Well, and they got Cody Eakin back. Yes, that's that's the big kind of difference. Because it, it kind of moved the, the line around, and it kind of re- let Turk reunite the Stastny line. Yep. Moved Stastny back to um, Patch, with Pacioretty and Stone, and I thought it made a huge difference. I love Cody Glass and all. I thought he was playing great. But you can tell the difference when Stastny's in there. Yeah, and they needed that much offense to be able to to you know continue to have Cody Glass anywhere in the lineup, at, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. And I and I thought Cody Glass was really good in this game too. I, I thought he actually looks really good working with Cody Eakin. Yeah. Now I I think I would prefer him to be in the center spot and Eakin to be on the wing, but maybe they'll do that when Tuck comes back. Maybe we'll we we'll know when we get there. But there was one play in particular that I thought was just blew my mind where glass and Zico was battling in the wall and glass won the pack uh, puck battle and right away rocket to Cody Eakin across the ice. Cody Eakin one time, one time did, but it's straight to uh, Riddick's uh, logo. So unfortunately he didn't score, but that was such a beautiful pass. He had another pass to patch that didn't I, score too. Yeah. I was going to say game. like, yeah, the, the passes. Uh, Cody Eakin is one of the best passers on the Vegas Golden or Cody Cody, Cody Glass. Glass. Yeah, too many Codys. Yeah, too so many Codys. and it, it's funny you mentioned that because my my friend, uh, I was watching the Kings game uh, with my friend JP. Uh, shout out to JP if you're listening to this. Uh, he actually we were talking about Cody Glass and he actually mentioned a player from a different sport to compare Cody Glass to, and he said Cody Glass plays like Rick Nash. Okay. Who, 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 like, he's not known for his scoring, but he passes really, really well. Yeah, and, and you know what? That, that it's is not Rick Nash, sorry. Steve Nash. I, I was sorry. like, who? No, Steve Nash. He played, he, he's a retired basketball player. He, he played for the Suns, and he's known for his assist. He's one of the all-time greatest passers in, in NBA history. Yeah, and, and that is Glass's game. 100%. Yeah, that he is. scores once in a while, but he is well no, more known for his passes. Yeah, and and that on for people that are also on the Vegas Golden Knights reminds me the most of Paul Stastny. Yeah, exactly. Well, Paul Stastny is also kind of like that, and I think Paul Stastny right now is uh, has a better two hundred foot game. Yeah, but I think Glass. Yeah, is a good 200-foot player, too. Well, you got to also think that Paul Stastny has, like, 15 years of age on Cody yeah, Glass, Yeah, Cody Glass, yeah. Maybe even more. Yeah, but going back to that game, because that game was... Uh, got a little scary there. Oh, because a rough start. After, after, because after two losses, uh, we did score first, but then Calgary 
uh, scored twice in a row and took the lead. And yep. that's when you started, like, if we lose this game, that's that's a big yeah, red that, flag. That's that's when you start to worry. Yeah. Um, but the Golden Knights kind of, it was just a short look. Because they, they scored in quick succession. Yes. It was in the second period. And right after they scored, about, I don't know, a minute later, uh, Mark Stone tied the game. Yep. Which, what you expect your superstar to do. Yeah, and and then from there the energy just completely changed. The team yeah. just started clicking, Be- and because William Carrier scored, took dirty the lead goals, back. Oh, just yeah. dirty goals. That, it was amazing. The fourth line in that game was top notch. Ryan Reeves. All every all the players in the fourth line scored that day. Yeah, yeah. The the fourth mm. line all had points. They all scored. They yeah. all goals. Like. Reeves' goal was the most hilarious goal. That I've seen because I I, I was uh, so I was I was there and I was I was watching it yeah. and and so I see I believe it was two their two defensemen yeah. crashed into each other yeah exactly and then just like completely no, it was it, like it was Luchik Luchik was one of them oh <laughs> wait I thought he was on the oh yeah no never mind yeah um, yeah yeah exactly yeah no he's with the Flames now they, yeah. remember they traded yeah, no, Neil that, that, seven goal yeah. scorer Neil How, how's that yeah. how's that working out for you Calgary <laughs> so so yeah that was really really hilarious because they they crashed into each other and and Reeves just grabbed the puck like huh well cool no it's funny because my reaction to that was like oh look they're they're two of their two of their players fall down and the puck is loose this this is in my head this is a perfect opportunity to uh to uh, take advantage of this <laughs> and then the, the first person I saw that grabs the puck was Reeves I'm like Oh man, <laughs> it's just Reeves. And then he roofed it. I did, no, he didn't roof it. I think, didn't he? No, he, it was the five hole, I think. I thought. Uh, I don't know. It's something like that. that but I, I don't care. But yeah, he scored. He scored. And it was hilarious how he scored. Yeah, because he had to go through like three the three other defensemen. And I did, like, when he got the puck, I don't know, I'm like, oh, just, it's just Reeves. It's not, this is just what a wasted, wasted opportunity. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I had to do a double take. I, yeah. Like when when I uh, when I saw that on the ice when I was at the game, I was like, "Wait, did that say seventy really? five? Yeah. I'm like, "That's awesome." Yeah, and that that was when all uh, he that's when uh, all the mark that all the uh, player uh, fourth line players scored. Yeah, right? yeah, and and you know the the interesting thing about that game also actually no uh, because no six scored uh, no no six right, scored no, first no six scored first that's right yeah. Yeah, it was very interesting because Reeves looked like completely different than he did the last the two yeah. games before that. He was fast. He was he was he was you know, more aggressive. He he, he uh, was on the he, crease. All he was day. actually like, playing hockey. Yeah, and he, and he was actually playing his style. Like he wasn't. I don't know what if he was still kind of injured for the first four games. So they were yeah. they, like saying, "Hey, hold back a little bit." But all of a sudden, he just came out on, or on may, Saturday. Or may, was, maybe Turk just told told him like, "Hey, we need more from you. Give him a little pep talk." And then fourth line just showed up and came out of nowhere, and they had a really good game after that too. And another goal from this game is the Cody Glass goal too, which was the that flu- was a fluky goal. That was the most Cody Glass goal I've ever seen because he was trying to pass the puck, <laughs> and he scored a goal <laughs> because it deflected off the, the leg or the skate of a defenseman. Yeah, right? yeah, he was so Cody Eakin was crashing the the, the net and. Glass tried to pass the puck to Ekin. And Glass is on the left side at yeah. that point. And then, and then, so, and then it kind of hit the, uh, a defenseman. And just went straight in. Like. Yeah, because, so it's funny because Riddick was expecting it to be a pass. So, it's good. so he's, he moved to, make, to, to protect it from Cody Ekin. But since it was deflected, 
it went, it went the other way, the other direction where uh, Riddick was going. So had no choice, he had no chance to save it. So that was just hilarious. We need another guy named Cody. Yeah, I want the full three Cody line. But no, Zikov is Russian for Cody. Really? That's 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 my head cannon. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so we'll just make that a thing. But the first thing the first thing I did notice though when Cody Glass uh, scored that goal is he did uh, the kiss to the skies for yes. his grandmother. Yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. And if um, if you listen to our last podcast and then decided to watch that Sportsnet special on Co- Cody Glass's background, you'll know what that means. Yeah. yeah. So it you know he he had a tough upbringing. His grandmother like helped him out a lot with paying for things for hockey so yeah yeah. watch that watch that if you uh if you didn't pick that up after our last podcast here but yeah this is a much better game kind of made me feel better and it made me a little like nervous though because i knew they were probably going to play flurry back to back against the kings yes because and it's it's let's segue to that then to the kings game well yeah because then we we got zero chill flurry apparently yeah because apparently there's a stat that came out that flurry actually is really really good on zero days rest for some reason. Except for the double or back to back games last season when he kept losing in overtime. Yeah, but he was still really good. It wasn't oh, his yeah, fault. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's. I do I recommend doing that? No, no. But it's not. Nice. Gonna be thirty five in like a month. Yeah, it kind of shows you how this team, how much this team, uh, tr- trust uh, Oscar Dansk though. For you people who's pro Dansk anti Suban, yeah, that they wouldn't even play uh, against LA, yeah, even though Dansk beat Quick in the preseason already with with a no, it wasn't a shot, it was just a one goal game in the preseason. Well, in the way that game was playing last last night, Fleury played on his head. Oh my God, he he's his right pad should be going to that museum they're building right <laughs> like in city national Man, his, his right leg must be sore today yeah that... he, he made so many crazy if for if you guys didn't didn't catch that game he made some of the most robbing insane to, right pads to be saves. fair some of those are just bad shots too because yeah. if they if they elevated a little yeah. bit that would have gone in but but, but some of them he Fleury just read the play and yeah and he did so so incredibly fast i mean he was coming from getting passed across the crease and still blocking it by kicking it kicking out his pad yeah um i thought and i but i thought uh we started that game really slow though i thought that game yep. uh the kings controlled the first period agreed uh we did score a goal in the first period i believe or two yeah vegas scored the first goal i believe yeah but it was it wasn't because we were dominant in that first period. Quick was just Quick has been really off this season, and, and he's the, been left out to dry. Yeah, and he he's been off. yeah he's been left out to dry. But in the, in that first period, I thought the Kings controlled the puck. Uh, we were we were outshot um, sixteen to seven in that first period. That's so that kind of shows you, but. But we scored in our first two shots. Yeah, yeah. The, those two, you know, first two shots, I, I believe it was Smith and then Patches. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, there there was a, a couple goals. And then they, I think, answered one of them after Yeah, that. they did. Uh, that was, was really Wagner? good. Uh, I want to say it was Wagner. Because... Um, wa- yeah, it was Wagner. Wagner looked really good last yeah. night, actually. Yeah, he's one of the... He's, he looks really good. Yeah. Uh, but it was a really good... Uh, play by the Kings too, though. There's, there was no way Flurry could have saved that. No, to be honest no, with you. It, it was a really good play. Um, it was a backdoor shot, I think. Yeah, and, or and was it the other one? Which one was? Were either of those first two goals a power play? Uh, I, I believe, no, I believe Pacioretty's was. Yes, he was actually. Yeah, it was a snipe 
uh, it was a snipe top uh, top right corner. So just keep that all uh, keep that in the back of your head for now. There's there's the first power play goal because yeah. I want to get a little bit into that in a yeah. minute here. Yeah, and and we killed uh, the the Kings penalty in such it. a oh we were incredible on the PK that yeah. night. It was, so. Uh, right now, the Golden Knights are actually number one in PK. Yeah, 95 and change. Nine, yeah, something um, like that. Yeah. I think we only allowed one. Yeah. And, uh, against Boston. Uh, yep. Against Boston. Yeah. We and Boston's only, power play looks insane. Yeah. It's, it's real. Like, us only allowing one goal out of three against Boston, this is a good accomplishment. I'll take that any day, to be well, honest with you. Real quick on Boston, if you think about it, Brad Marchand is the pinnacle of making Boston score because if you think about it he draws penalties from everybody yeah. and then they go on the power play and almost always score. he also he also commits penalties though oh yeah. yeah yeah anyways going back to the kings game yeah so it, it was um and i thought second and third period were insane but yeah that second period that's when the golden Knights just turned on and just never let the kings back no, in the no. game they, they put their foot on the gas and just kept going all the way to the end we had scored them 23 to 8 23 to 8 it, in one period in the second period, that was just shots? Yeah, that was just shots. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was trying to 23 to 8. That was so... D- the first two lines, the... the Well, let's talk about the Carlson line. Yep. Because they've been really, really good this season. And they, they have so many high danger chances that haven't gone in. They should have had more points than they had and, and it's in gonna, this point it, of the it, season. It'll start. Yeah, it, it will. will it, start. it'll start going in. Uh, but it's such a luxury that we have another line that can pick up the um, the 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 slack. Yeah, because that 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 Stastny line ain't ain't nothing to laugh about. Too. Speaking of second period Stastny. Yes. So Stastny got two goals within. I, well, it was it was a power play. They we were had, both power. They plays. were both power plays. So Stastny scoring a power play. Uh, I think it, it was, was within a couple minutes of each other. Though. Yeah, it was. It was a beautiful. It was. It was Pacioretty since it, it was. It was an amazing play because Pacioretty, uh, sh- the last power play we had, Pacioretty shot it top right. Yep. So Quick was expecting him to shoot because he, Pacioretty was open. And then he passed it. Yeah, he passed it to Stasny, and Quick. Did, I don't think Quick expected that because I think Quick expected a shot. Yeah, he when was, he passed he was it waiting to Stasny, for the sniper shot. Yeah, when he passes to Stasny. The five hole was wide open and got it. And even if he missed Stastny, Glass was right behind Stastny to score. Glass was wide open behind yeah. Stastny. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was it was a fantastic goal. Um, and th- and then like what? Theodore third? got an assist on that one too. Yeah, yeah. He he's the one who fed uh, Pacioretty, who was wide open. And and then the next like thirty seconds later, I think after the after he scored, yeah, they, they got another. They, penalty. they get another penalty. Yep. Uh, they draw another penalty. I yeah. mean. And then it, it was a great high loaf from Hay to Marshy to to Stastny. And then another another yeah. goal for, for Stastny. We were all hoping for the hat trick. Yeah, we were all hoping for a hat trick, but Stastny has a four point game. He's got he's got he didn't have a he didn't have a point until he got reunited with the the uh, with Stone and Pacioretty. Well, again, how do you score when Brandon Peary is the one that's supposed to pass you back the puck? Or or shoot the puck. Yeah, it's it's really hard to uh, kind of elevate those two. That's what I've noticed. And we had such high expectations of Zikov after his preseason, and it's kind of like that Noshik effect from last season, where Noshik had a really good preseason and then kind of like tapered off. But now he's good again. Well, because he's playing in the fourth line. Yeah. When he was he when when he got 
a place in that third line. We tried to make him a permanent third liner. He was kind of invisible. So. Yeah, well, and, and my take on that is also Zikov and Peary in particular, they they looked fantastic during preseason, but they were also playing people from the AHL. That too. And it's it's it's, a, it's I think it's also about chemistry and line composition. Yep. Uh, Noshik is a really good facilitator with uh, Carrier and Reeves. And he's played with Carrier pr- pretty much si- since, since the beginning. Because that was the original fourth line was yeah. Belmar, Noshik, Carrier. Yep. And then Reeves came in and kind of kicked Noshek off that line, you know. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I mean, it was it was a a really awesome game to watch. That was, that was a very dominant game. So yeah, so great job, Golden Knights. Um, you know, I I had no real complaints after a couple slow starts in the first period, yeah. but the, the rest of that game, I mean, and then Mark Stone got that goal toward the end of the game. Yes, and and so you know he continue his uh, point. I think there's only one game where he didn't get a point. Arizona, which is Arizona game, yeah. He's he's on pace for like a, over a hundred points. Oh yeah, right and now. You know what? I I I hope he gets it. I, I hope he gets it. Then if he does, he's gonna win some awards. Mark Stone is gonna have a career year. That I'm just gonna say it now. Yeah. Like unless unless there's injuries and he's usually a pretty healthy dude. Yeah. Like I I think he'll have a career year. He is. He needed a team that could support his talent. Yeah, exactly. Especially with a line with Stastny and Pacioretty. This is the best line mates he's had his entire career. And this probably is the best second line in all of hockey. Mm, yeah. Because they're yeah. basically the second first line. Yeah, so. they, can, they can be a first line in... Every other team. Like I wouldn't say every other team. Because if most it's, other teams. If, it's in, if, they're, if they're in Boston, they'll be the second line. That's Let's true. Let's be honest. That's here. true. Yeah. You know, in Colorado, they'll be in the second line. You know. Yeah, I guess uh, the other one would probably be Toronto. Toronto, maybe, yeah. But they also have a really good second line, though, in Toronto. The Matthews line is also really good. Oh, that's true. So but that's, it's, it's one of the rare teams where you know the second line but, as well as you know the first one. Yeah, but because, because but Toronto has, like, I don't, they're de- they don't have defensemen. And their goaltender is a choke artist in the playoffs. Yeah, but I think, I still think Freddie's really good. Oh, he's a great goaltender. He's a really but... good goaltender, though. So I wouldn't knock him on that because Flurry was known to be a choke artist before. That's true. And then, you know. Goal is just stirring it on sometimes. Yeah. So it's just time when it clicks or or when the team in front of them actually actually supports them, you know. Goalies are really weird because a lot of people look at their stats and they just don't know the whole story. Yeah, that's, and that's true. why that's why a lot of people don't like Subban because they look at his stats and don't know the whole story and they just think he sucks. Well, I laugh at anybody that's looking at stats right now and being like, "Oh, look at this guy. He's got a 100% save average." And yeah. like it's like, "Yeah, because, you know, he's played one game and he was the backup." Um yeah, pretty much. Well, okay, let's move on to the games next week. Yeah, so we're we're gonna talk about the games through Saturday. Um, we're so we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about the next one. So, so Nashville's have, tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah, let, let, let's. So that we have three we have three games coming up: Nashville, Ottawa, and and at Pittsburgh. Yep. So let's talk about Nashville. Yeah. So what first thing, uh, no more PK Subban on that team. Yes. Um, I thought he was good on that team because uh, he had he. I think PK was good at that team because because he didn't have responsibility. Well, he did, but he's not. Like, yeah, he's he, the load is not all on him because yeah. now think, it is. Yeah, now it is because Nashville has one of the best defensive cores in the league. I wouldn't say the best na- anymore. I think I think Carolina has a better defensive core than them now. Oh but, yeah, but I thought, it's still up I, there. And I thought Dallas was on its way too, but apparently not after. Their start to the season no, so far. Man. I think I still think but Heskinen is. Yeah, he's he, yeah he's gonna be. 
He's gonna he's be a, a superstar. He, he's he's already a beast by itself. He's the only he's his oldest Nin- class. Yeah, he's like yeah, 20, 20, 21. He's twenty. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, Nashville. Uh, they're not the threat they used to be, but they're still they're good. still really good. I two years ago they won the president's trophy. I don't think they're that team anymore. Well, that's also the curse, apparently. Yeah. Win the President's Trophy. You well, if you, if you put a banner saying that you won the Western Conference when you didn't, maybe that's the curse. Maybe they should cover that up, too. We'll get to that later. <laughs> but but uh, uh, they still have really good players. Uh, I think Matt Duchesne is off to a really good start. Yeah, and, he, and I don't think he has scored a goal yet, though. Wait. Never mind. Yeah, he has two goals. Never mind. Poor Duchesne. I bet he wishes he was uh, back on the abs now. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> after he left, that's, that's when, when they, they rebuilt. They, they that's when they were gold. That was when they got They're gold. like, oh, man, our great player left. We, we got to rebuild. So. Oh, yeah, because they got a lot of – you got a first-round draft pick. I think yep. they, used, they used that for Makar, right? I, I want to say, yeah. It was that same year, right? Yeah. I think – no, 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 no. The Makar, that was the year where they were the worst team and they didn't win the lottery, so they dropped down to fourth. Yeah, so so just so everybody knows, aside from uh, George McVie and Kelly McCrimmon, we will be probably throwing out props to Joe Sackick throughout the, the season that, a lot. Because I think the Avs are... Well, we can't, we're not here to talk about the Avs. Let's talk about the Predators. I know, but they're... They're, they're just so good, man. Yeah, like, we'll, we'll, we'll keep talking about it on and off. Just little quips here and um, there. But yeah, so Nashville, I... I I haven't really watched their game this season that much. I watched the... Uh, the only game I watched... Uh, was the one against the Sharks. Uh, their goaltending is a little bit sketchy. Soros is having a rough start of the season. I still think Soros is a really... Uh, not Soros. Um, Rene. Rene, yeah. Rene. Soros is their backup. Also, also, I think, is having a rough start. Yeah. But Rene is having a rough start, which I think we can take advantage on. Hopefully. Uh, what I want to happen, though, is that uh, Subban is already healthy. And he plays this because for some reason he's really good against Nashville. He's very, very good against Nashville. Or maybe it's only good against his brother, his bro- the team where his brother plays. He knows how his brother plays. Well, yeah, but well, it's... remember last time that Nashville came to Vegas and uh, Bellamare bit his finger. Yes, uh, I, just, <laughs> oh I just had to point that out because uh, somebody that was the funniest thing ever, man. So when when New Jersey comes to Vegas, somebody's got to remind PK Subban that, that his finger hurts. Yeah, well, Belmar's in Colorado now, though. So, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be tweeting the crap out of that when, whenever <laughs> whenever the the Preds are at um at Pepsi Center. Yeah, yeah, that's happening. But yeah, so so yeah, I mean, their their start has been similar to ours actually uh, in yeah. Nashville. So I, they've been they've been ups and downs with Nashville. Um, they lost to the Kings though. They did, and the Kings destroyed them. They did. The Kings are that's 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 what I'm saying because their defense is a little sketchy. And they lost to Detroit. Yeah, actually, you're right. But they okay, so they beat Washington. Hasn't been doing great this season so far. So they beat them. They beat San Jose. They beat Minnesota. I, I think yeah, it's those gonna are be, it's going to be a those win. those are actually yeah weak opponents. Yeah, so I I think Vegas if Vegas plays a good game like they have been the last couple days, they better win. Yeah, looking at the schedule, actually, Vegas is the toughest opponent to face this season. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. So so I'm going to call that one. My prediction says that would probably be a win. Um, I would say yeah, it's... I I'm feel, I'm feeling better about it, but I I, I still think it's going to be a tough uh, because they downgraded their defense, but they upgraded their offense. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and our problem is defense. Yeah, it's. It, I think, but if Flurry's on his game, yeah. it shouldn't be that big of a problem, right? My gut says overall, like between both teams, it might be a pretty high-scoring game. It where, could be where both sides are scoring a lot. It could be, but unless 
uh, our forwards just control the puck too much, then yeah, we should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then and then I I think the next game is our tough toughest opponent yet. <laughs> it's 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 gonna be really really hard to beat the next team because because of Eric Brandstrom. Yes, he's he's an elite elite defenseman, and we should give him a tribute video of that one shootout goal he had in that one preseason game. And then that's literally it. Vegas wins. Okay, we're done talking about it. <laughs> no, I want to <laughs> want to talk about a little bit more about. Um, well, it's the first time Mark Stone plays Ottawa. We're talking about yes. Senators, by the way, yeah. and it's the first time that Stone has will be playing against, against Ottawa in his, his career. Forward. Yeah, in his entire career. Yeah, this is the first time. Oh, this, that's actually I didn't think about that. That's that's. I, that's I looked it up earlier too because I wanted to yeah. make sure after the trade deadline yeah. this year on the twenty fifth of February. Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be great. It's gonna be interesting for Stone. But let, let's be honest though, who's left from that roster except for Shabbat that Stone played with? A lot. Well, a lot. Well, I mean, a lot of the rookies. Uh, in yeah, there are a lot of the rookies. Yeah, but like not a lot of guys that Stone played with for a while because that was Eric Carlson, Dezingle, yeah. all those. Yeah, kind they of guys. they all left like Hoffman and stuff. Yeah, so they all left, and this is a rebuilding team. Uh, I wouldn't say that the Senators are world beaters. Uh, they are lightning beaters. So so technically, they beat the uh, best team in the league last year. So, But also, that team did just you know get swept in the playoffs. So. Oh, my God. Uh, we, we'll talk, talk about the lightning later. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, this should be one of those games you circle in your calendar and say, yeah, this. But I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. If the Golden Knights overlook this game, then that would be trouble. They should approach this game as normal yeah. as any other opponent. Well, I, and I think Mark Stone is going to want to show off a little bit. Yeah. Um, and, and and for for us fans, we should expect them to win this game. Yes, absolutely. But as, as players, they should approach this game like... Yeah, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? But this, this should be a win. Uh, if we lose this game, there should be red flags going up. Agreed. Because the Ottawa uh, Senators is uh, it's not very good. The, they, the, Ottawa, the Ottawa organization even said, like, we're going to be at the bottom this season. Yeah. Like, they, they know it. They're rebuilding. They like, want to get Lafayette, okay? Yeah. And they, but they, they, they have two all the picks. They, they, they have two chances to get Lafayette, okay? Well, yeah, because they got um, <laughs> they Eric got a, Carlson's yeah, uh, they have the the shark, Sharks first round yeah, pick. Yeah, they have the Sharks first round pick, so. And they got a second from Vegas for this coming draft, right? For for Mark Stone? Yes. It was a second plus Brandstrom? Yes. Yeah, we don't... The Vegas does it... No, I think that's for next year, actually. Yeah, I couldn't remember if it was 2020 or 2021. It's it's for next year. I think, I think it's for next year, but uh, I could be wrong with that. But yeah, I mean, either way, uh, the, the Senators are doing the right things when it comes to a rebuild. So yeah. so don't be surprised if in like three or four years they start to be really good. Yeah, they're very, they're a very young team too. So uh, I, I, like I said, I wouldn't look past them because you have some really skilled players. Uh, I thought Eric Brandstrom was having a decent start of the year. I mean, if he were on a different team, he'd have a better start. Yeah, and we, we're also going to be playing another, I guess, another Kachuk. So. The, the less annoying Kachuk? Uh, they're both annoying. Yeah, but this one's a little less Actually, annoying. Actually, we still have our second round pick this year. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So it must have been next season. No, we still have that too. How? I don't know what we gave them then. Oh, was it a third? Yeah, I think it was a third. It was Lindbergh. I forgot. That's why everybody's like, wow, this is a terrible trade. Is yeah. because it was a third, not a second. Yeah. Cause Holy it was, crap. Because it was Lindbergh, Randstrom, and his third. Yeah, it, it was, and that's and every Senators was, fan's like, are you kidding? Yeah, it was because it was a Brands, it was Brandstrom that... 
kind of sold it because which they're they got a really good defenseman a young defenseman yeah and, Brandstrom, and, and let's be honest stone really wanted to come to vegas he even said it he's yeah. like he was hanging out with Eakin like in the off season and of course he his best friend max Pacioretty is playing in vegas already <laughs> so you which, know which it's amazing how close they are now yeah like, so they were it, rivals for years yeah they were rivals for years Pacioretty played for montreal and uh stone played at, they had they had really intense playoff battles. Let's just say that, you know. And now they're think, super super close. Yeah, like think 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 about like think it like this. What if Ryan Reeves and Evander came become uh, teammates in the future and become best friends? Think about it like that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it was quite that intense. Okay, maybe it was pretty it wasn't close, that, but not yeah, that bad. Yeah, okay, a little less, but you know. I think Evander Kane would literally like try to poison Ryan Reeves. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, but, but okay, so so yeah, so that's that's gonna happen. We're, we all know how that'll probably go, and then hopefully, Vegas. Hopefully, that's yeah, how it goes. Hopefully, okay, and then so they, clean up your defense, Vegas. Um, and then after that game, they 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 start a road trip. And they fly to Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh is going to... Yeah, this is going to be their first long road trip. And this is also one of the first... Uh, Pittsburgh had a bad start, but then started doing okay this season. It's... it's It depends on what Murray shows up. Yeah. It, it, it's weird. Pittsburgh's weird because when Malkin went down, everybody says they're going to have hard time scoring or even playing good they hockey. They scored more after that. It's... Crosby, man. Well, yeah, Sidney Crosby, one of the best in the NHL, has been for years. Yeah, although um, they they played some, they did play some sketchy. Uh, they did have a really sketchy schedule though, because Winnipeg uh, does their defenses doesn't exist. We already talked about that, and they and they beat Minnesota, which only has one win against the Senators. Yep, they beat Anaheim uh, two to one, which is a really close close game, and then Winnipeg again. Which one was the one where they had seven goals? That was against Winnipeg. Okay, and uh, two of those goals was like the third, late in the third period. Yeah, I think. So uh, some of those stats are a little bit inflated, but still, I mean, I still think they're really good because you can never count out Sidney Crosby. No, no, you can't. And and you know, overall, like, yeah, they're they're starting to get head to- more toward a rebuild look. Yeah, um, and as as Crosby gets older, it's just yeah, inevitable. Yeah, it's it's inevitable. I it, mean, they won what three cups with him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. O- Three cups, 09, yeah. then 09, 16, 16, 17. 16, 17, and uh, all those with Flurry too. Yep. You know, so it they are they are very depleted, but I they're still playing some decent hockey. Yeah, they're they're still a playoff contender for sure. So yeah. so I I foresee that as as being a battle. Um, Flurry also plays kind of weird when he's in that building, probably because it brings back a lot for him. Yeah. But I, I've noticed that his play isn't always the best. They've there. only they, he's only played there once with us because the last time we were there, it was they Subban. played Subban. Subban was playing, yeah. And and I think that they know that Flurry doesn't play that great in that building. Uh, there's a really small sample size, so let's. Just... Yeah, it's just one of those things though yeah. that I I think I I expect Flurry to play though. So. I do too. Um, and I I. I'm on the fence about how that game's gonna go. Because I think I think Fleury's gonna play all three games, unless Subban is healthy. Then he's gonna probably either play. Uh, I'd like to see Subban against Ottawa. Yeah, maybe as an easy opponent if he's healthy. You know what I mean? I would. I would honestly. I agree with you. I really would. If he's would healthy, you, I would play him against Nashville. Would you play Dansk? No, I wouldn't play Dansk against 
like literally an empty I, other side of the I ice would, right now. I would consider playing him against Ottawa. That's the only team out of that entire list. Yeah. And I'd more maybe even Sparks bring up. I'd rather Subban. see Sparks play yeah. than Dansk, personally. Yeah. I, I am not a Dansk fan. I, I think that when he's on, he's amazing, yeah. but he's only on about 50 to, or less percent of the time. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say 60, you know, 60%. He, yeah. But the fact that, that that first, the opening night for uh, AHL. Yeah, like, and then and if we if we lose to Ottawa, though, that's, that's just embarrassing. Yeah, I, that's a game you kind of don't want to lose because that's... You know what I mean? Yeah, and there, yeah, I'd actually rather see Nashville or actually Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh is in the other conference. Mm, yeah, I can see that. So I, you know, the the points matter less when they're in the other conference completely. That's true. That's true. Anyways, um, uh, let's move on. Speaking of Dansk and Ch- oh Chicago, or you want to talk about injuries first? Uh, yeah, let's just talk about uh, some some roster changes and injuries because they all kind of tie together. So we yeah. talked about how Subban is day to day. Yeah, hopefully um, it's soon today and it, and it sounded it didn't sound serious it was sounded like a, a like he pulled like a, something yeah like a cramp yeah or something. yeah like he know. pulled pulled something and he just needs a few days to recover so i'm hoping suban is back this week sometime yeah um they, Sh- schmidt i'm hoping to god that he's come back soon i'm i'm thinking it's going to be november yeah um but well I, turk says that he'd be surprised if it's more than 20 games which so. yeah is just ironic considering that you know he that's what that's what that's what the question was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so 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 Schmidt hopefully is coming back soon. As a result, um, or, or also just Tuck is still on long term injured reserve. That's that's still a big question mark on um, Tuck. I hope sooner than later, but it could be maybe as long as late December to January. Well, yeah, and we don't know. And there was some. I can't tell if the guy was actually trolling or actually mad, but was mad that at the season ticket holder thing, Tuck didn't sign stuff. I don't stuff. want to well, talk about what that. I, what I will I, say, though, is that shows there's something going on with his hand yeah. or his arm. Like, yeah. So obviously he's not going to sign anything, but I don't even care about that. The biggest thing is at least it kind of proves there's something going on with that whole side of his body. Yeah. Um, All right, let's go uh, to Chicago. Did you watch the games? Uh, I watched the the game two where Sparks uh, Sparks was playing and uh, they got shut out. Yeah, so the Wolves right now is missing their big guns from last season. They're missing Daniel Carr, yep. uh, Masic, uh, Hika, even Peary, and then even Glass was there at the yeah. end of the season. Yeah, because right now the the Golden Knights are gave them four five rookies as I mentioned last week. Yep. And they kind of mishmashed a bunch of different AHL forwards. And they're having a hard time scoring. Yeah. They're having a hard time doing a lot of stuff. Yeah. Especially, like, keeping the puck in the offensive zone, to be or honest with you. Out of Elvinus, the, yeah. I thought, had his moments again. But he... That game, too, was a disaster, though. It was a disaster. Uh, I thought Sparks was okay. Goals wasn't totally his fault. No, the what... penalty kill is the biggest issue, right? Yeah. Now. Uh, five out of their the ten goals scored against them through two games was in the penalty. Was kill. penalty. Uh, they, the the Golden Knights just sent down Wa, so that should help. Yes, you know? and Schultz is playing there now. Uh, he yeah, has, he has been since that I, game. He he did. He played. He played the game too. And, and I Bischoff thought he was okay. is in the NHL now. Yeah, Bischoff's in the NHL now. Uh, yeah, they kind of switched. So and then Fergie is up playing in, in or since well, Dansk is in the NHL yeah for yeah for Fergie is the backup right now so I don't not sure if he's gonna get any games I I, I don't know um uh maybe not because 
H. I don't know. But now I kind of, you know, I, I think that all of Twitter was really high on Coglin throughout preseason. And then we none of us understood why he got sent down. Well, he act yeah, because right now, maybe it's because a lot of the responsibility got put on him in his shoulder because... Last year they had you had White Cloud, you had Haig. And White Cloud's still injured. Yeah, White Cloud's and you had you had Bischoff and you have Cog Coglin was like the fourth guy. Yep. You know, and this like right now, since Haig is up in the NHL, um and then White Cloud's still hurt, and you had Bischoff the last game, but he was he's pretty much one of the top defenders. Yeah. You know? So I feel like because he I don't think he's playing that bad. He's but, just not awesome. Either. Yeah, he's not. Nobody's awesome right now. He's though. not as yeah. Nobody is awesome. Elvinus, I thought he's pretty good right now. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. He's got some really good flashes. I mean, he yeah. had a four point game one. Yeah. Even though they lost, he had, he scored yeah. like a lot. He and he set up a lot of opportunities yeah. in that game too. And 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 the second games I, could, I haven't had the chance to watch it. I could probably I'll probably watch it later. On that was DLD. an overtime win. Yeah, it was an overtime win. It was one one. Uh, Spark Sparks was pretty good. I like. Seems like it, I guess. But what I observed in Sparks, though, is, oh, my God, he's so erratic. But for some reason, he works. He's just, he flops around a lot, and he falls down a lot. But for some reason, he makes the saves. Yeah, I he, don't know. I don't know how he does it. He, he's got a weird style, for sure. Yeah. It, it's a very non-traditional. Um, it's unorthodox. Yeah, but it seems to work for him. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know if he's going to work in the NHL. No, but maybe it will. I mean, he did play 20 games for... Yeah, and he was bad. Yeah, he was bad. But maybe it'll work <laughs> under Dave Pryor and the system in Vegas. Yeah, because Dave Pryor's probably going to fix that whole flopping around like a Magikarp. Well, I mean, what... <laughs> Magikarp, that's awesome. Um, I did notice that over... Like, when Subban was playing on his head for the first period of the Arizona game, yeah. he started... His his style is looking more and more like Flurry every season. Yeah, he's like, working on it. Like yeah. And and his his reactions, like the way that it's, he moves around... It's fundamentals. Yeah, but, because... Because Flurry was also flopping around in his early early years. I mean, Flurry still flops around sometimes. Did you yeah, see but, him last but, night? But it's controlled chaos. Sometimes, Flurry, sometimes yeah. he's just like, "Oh crap!" <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you can literally tell when he's like, "Oh crap!" Because yeah, he's but like, he knows what he's doing. Oh, the like, crap. like the uh, like the time that he. He pushed the puck out too far in the in, uh, in the Calgary game, and the guy, one of the Calgary offensemen, was gonna get it from him. So he brings it back, and then he pulls it back too far. So he kicks it with his skate. And oh yeah, it to yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. So that, that that wasn't chaos. No, he knows what he was doing. Kinda, kinda. Nah, he, he, he also was like, "Oh crap." <laughs> nah, he knew what he was doing. Uh, he has experience to do that. So, so yeah, I mean, it's the Wolves. I, I think they're going to get better throughout the season. I don't know that they're going to be a Calder Cup contender again. Uh, that's going to be tough. We'll see, because if the rookies get better, then yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's just that this is and kind it, of a development yeah, season. And if all, if all the defensemen uh, gets healthy and stuff, yeah, maybe. Because, like, when Schmidt gets healthy, they might send Bischoff back down. So yeah. Have, and then White Cloud gets better, so you have, you have a top four of Coughlin, Bischoff, Schultz, and White Cloud. Yeah, that's that's a pretty solid defensive core right there. Right, right now it's just Coglin and Schultz and the, and some like Megna. Well, yeah. Megna's pretty good actually. But then, real quick, last thing we can we can say, and then we can move on to our next little segment here. Um, it, Jermaine Lowen, first first <laughs> Jamaican, Jamaican born in the HL. Yeah, it's uh he got in a fight, which was pretty awesome within like his first like five minutes of ice time too. Yeah, it. it he kind of he kind of started really strong. Had he start he he 
he almost hit with two haymakers. And if if he hit those two haymakers, he would have won the fight. But he did that. Lost. He's be- fighting an old guy. Too. Yeah, like, like a, a, a veteran, life, lifetime. Yeah, age. He knows what the the other guy knew what he was doing. Uh, Jermaine lost his balance, couldn't kind of get a foothold, and he kind of just tried to hang on for his life. I mean, he, he, he did, to, yeah, he did okay. a good job for his first fight. Like, yeah, props. Yeah. Okay. A- AHL, man. You gotta, yeah. you gotta, it's kind of like prison, you know? You, you've beat up the biggest guy you see. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, anyways, going back to uh, contenders, we're going to do a quick little segment, and we'll maybe do one of these every week or two where yeah. we just talk pretenders, about some content- of the teams. Yeah. And, yeah, pretenders versus contenders for, yeah. for the cup or at least the playoffs. Yeah. So we, we or got, if they're good or not. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's early in the season, you don't know. But. Yeah, so we're not going to go too crazy with it because we're only five to seven games in, depending on which yeah. team it is. But we're, we're going to pick four right now, and we're just going to both talk about them for a second, and then we'll move on. Okay. So first one, the Anaheim Ducks. I think they are pretenders. I, we saw this last year uh, where Jonathan Gibson kind of carried the team to – a playoff spot until like early January and just kind of tapered off after Gibson couldn't carry them anymore. Yeah, because Gibson's got to take a rest at some I point. I think, I think, I think this is uh, the same situation. Uh, I, I think they're better than last year, but I don't think they're that much better than last year. They're they're better, but if you look at the teams they've had to play so far, they haven't had a lot of uh, uh, adversity at all. That's so, fair. Yeah. So and and the same thing happened with Nashville when we were looking at that earlier. Yeah. So so yeah, with with the Ducks, I would say pretender, but I I do give Dallas Eakins already some credit for yeah. Eakins, however you say it. I say yeah. Eakins because it always Cody. reminds me um, of Cody Eakins' time in Dallas. Being in Dallas, yeah, yeah. <laughs> same thing. I, every time I see it, I'm like, wait. So why is Cody Eakin a coach now? Anyway, um, yeah. so yeah. It, Anyways, next team, the Buffalo Bill. Uh, Buff- Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> Buffalo Bills. No, no, we're not talking about football. Um, <laughs> Sabres. Sabres. What uh, do you think? Sabres, I, I still say pretenders. Um, I, I really I love Jack Eichel as a player. Mm-hmm. I, I think the team got some good parts. I just still don't think they're there yet. I think they are uh, real playoff contenders. You do? I do. I think they're with one more year, Rasmus Dahlin. I think Victor Olofsson is a revelation as a rookie. He's up there with the colder considerations right now. They have a really great core, a great defensive line, and, and Hutton is playing great as, as a goalie. I think they're going to make a push this season. I think they I'm need not one more. Sure. I think I'm not sure if they're going to make the playoffs, but they're going to be in the bubble. Because remember the remember last season when they had like that 12 yes, game? Uh, yeah, it's the, same, it's the same with the Ducks. Yeah. Where, but I think, I think Buffalo is a little bit uh, up there uh, in terms of development. I think... I think they're there because I, they have Eichel and they have a lot of good pieces there already. Yeah, if I were the Magic 8-Ball right now, I would respond to that one as try again later. Because okay. I just don't know yet. All right. Um, is, is Tampa that bad? I think they're, they're going to come back a little, but they're not as good as they were last season. And I think that the entire disaster of last season got yeah. in their heads. I think it's a mental thing. Yeah, I do too. It's, uh, they're going to get it together. They have way too much talent. So much talent. They have that, all the talent. In that roster. Their to... roster is basically the entire like cherry-picked best of the KHL. Yeah, it's, 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 the, it's an all-star roster and i think they're too good to stay in this slump i think they are trying to they lost to the ottawa senators though yeah they did that's a big because they're in their heads they want to let, repeat what they did last season and i think that's they that's in their heads too much they're trying too hard they're trying too hard which they just need to get back to hockey yes and i think they'll figure it out and i'll think they'll be fine agreed and the last one that we have for today the edmonton oilers what do you think 
I think they are a real playoff contender. I agree, as long as their goaltending stays where it is. Because here's the thing about the Edmonton Oilers, is the division they are in. Because you see the Sharks slumping yep. and Calgary slumping. Yep. There's room for two, if you include Vegas. If you, if you, if you ride in Vegas as a, as a playoff, there's two spots in there. And I think Edmonton's going to make a real good case to take that one of those spots. I agree. But I also think that it depends on if their defensive core stays healthy and their goaltending stays the way it has been. Yes, that's that's a big case. Goaltending is the big and one. And they, ha- they haven't played that tough of opponents yet too nope. but like i said it's 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 the division they're in there's there's a it's the worst division in hockey and there is room to make the playoffs and i think edmonton you can't you can't keep out Connor mcdavid out of the playoffs nope forever and they still have dry and you have james neal riding a hot streak yeah so and you have nugent hopkins you know, yeah, you you have you have some good players. They finally got more good players than just a single line. Exactly. So, so. and so um, with that, let's get to our five-minute major news segment dun, 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 dun. around yeah. the NHL. So, leading right into that whole Wait, thing about, me, I gotta I gotta put in. The, oh, that's right, the timer, the, t- the, the timer, timer, man. Come on, you can't you can't, you can't just start it. All right, supposed to have it ready. Yeah, I, I All do. Right, We're right here. One, just, two, you, three, and let's do it. Okay. All right. James Neal is on fire. Yes. Seven, he already matched his he last season goals. He leads the NHL in goals. He matched his season goals last year. Although, did Pasternak just beat him out with the four goals today? I, Actually, have I to haven't check. checked, but um, yeah, he, he was at seven, yeah. which is amazing. And everybody here loves James Neal, and everybody now is saying, oh, we, I wish we still have James Neal. Not me. No, I mean, Not come me. on. Really? Like, who are you going to kick out? Are you going to kick out Stasny? Yeah, he has a, he has a five thousand five million dollar salary. I'm yeah, not, and and I mean he's yeah. he's doing like if you're in a power play with Connor McDavid and Leon Drysidle, of course you're gonna score goals. There could be just you you could have a ghost there, and the ghost would score at that point. Yeah, like, exactly. And and you don't know how sustainable this is for Neil too, because he could score the seven, he's not score anything at all. Again, ask ask us again in a, a few weeks and yeah. see see how that goes. All right, next. All right, next. Uh, Gusev. What happened? Uh, Gusev got demoted to the fourth line. Huh. He, he actually only played... He played a game today, and he actually only played around 11 minutes in ice time. So, so what you're telling me is that all the really smart people that work for the Vegas Golden Knights are a lot smarter than all of us that don't? Maybe. But yeah. here's the thing, though. Gusev did play... Well, the first period, everybody in New Jersey played really, really well. Yep. Uh, Gusev played really well. And then they maybe gave up. Be- maybe because they were playing as fourth liners. And then they gave up, like the yeah, entire team yeah, just for gave some up. Reason, yeah, and uh, Gusev is really good in the, pa- in the power play still. And it, it's got to be. He like, got a point today. When I benched him, he finally got a point. But it's so bad though. Like you, you got to just think. Like imagine getting all these amazing new toys to play with, but then like there is nothing just, to you know just, protect it, the rest of the team. Yeah, like, it's. Gusev is amazing going forward, but when you ask him to back check and you ask him to forecheck and in a neutral zone, he's a little bit uh, still trying to catch up to the NHL. Yeah, he, he just, uh, it's like, not gra- his thing. Yeah, gra- granted, it's still early and he can get better, but right now, he's been a big disappointment. And I've been a huge Gusev guy. Yeah, out of out of everybody, I think Carlo is in like the top 10 people I've seen on Twitter. No, Ken, being... Ken, Ken, Ken is number one. Well, Ken is definitely number one, but <laughs> Carlo's in that top 10 at one point about oh, Gusev. Yes. Gusev. Oh, yeah, I was really high on Gusev. Next, we have uh, <laughs> the LA Kings had a, reason why, uh, had a reason why they weren't winning. 
the past few years. And so they, specifically advancing past the first round of playoffs. Yeah, so right now they're just trying to shake it off. And and they need to calm down. They need to calm down. So they, they blamed all this on the Taylor Swift banner they had on Staples Center. Yeah, for something like the the most sold out attendances in in Staples Center history. Yeah. So they're giving ta- Taylor Swift props because you know she's like a big part of the LA, LA. community yeah, too. Yeah, she's uh, she's she's a really good standout, you know. Yeah, and so apparently, uh, yeah, they they just don't they don't they don't like it. They they think yeah. it's they think it's Taylor Swift's banner's fault that they haven't won playoffs since because ever yeah because ever since they put that banner up they haven't gone past the first round. Maybe it's just because they aren't good enough. Yeah, they, they, they should, they're never ever gonna get back and to the playoffs. As as the Kings, are you sure you want social media to know that you did this? Because Taylor Swift has an army. Because and also, I love how the Golden Knights were trolling the Kings with gold, uh, Taylor Swift puns. Oh, it's it's amazing. Like, yeah, like props to VGK Twitter most of the time. Yes. Um. All right. So down to our our, our last uh, five minute major news portion here uh number four is uh the san jose sharks addressed their biggest need with youth and speed by signing 40 year old patrick marlowe so now we have father time and old man winter on one team yeah i want it, i want them to be on a line together i i want them, i want it to be called the grampy line or the grandpa line. yeah oh it'd be so good i mean yeah it, it's just Somehow though, it, it's kind of worked for them. It's working because Marlowe is the, is like their leading goal scorer. Now. First first game back, he scored two goals against Nashville. Yep, and uh, they won the game. And then his was I'm pretty sure the game winning goal against the Blackhawks too. Yeah, yeah. So oh no no he didn't play against the Blackhawks. Wait did it? Yeah, that was their first win. Yeah, but he didn't play that game. Oh, he sat out. No, his first game was against Nashville. No, that was before the Blackhawks. Was it? Yeah. yeah. And they still lost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah, but then they played the Blackhawks and they won. And it was it was 5-4 against yeah. Blackhawks, which is bad. Like, yeah. That means that, that there's bad things happening if the Blackhawks... Yeah, their the defense is them. still really bad. Yeah. So, but... yeah. Anyways, um, the 30-something 30, 30 million in defense gets you what now? A 40-year-old goal scorer. Yeah. Well, at least they scored a goal. At least he's uh, older than Kovalchuk in the LA. So, yeah. So, yeah. now... That's it. That's it. That's that's it for today. So I, I that's it. That's our five minutes. Yeah, I I, I hope I you liked. liked I hope I, you I liked tried, that one. I wanted to sneak in a little bit more Taylor Swift puns in there because, uh, no. So I know I know more about Taylor Swift than I lead on, but yeah, but I couldn't. I just I couldn't think fast enough. Well, if anybody's ever wanting to see uh, more Taylor Swift puns, just go look up uh, Dom Lecision's, uh Twitter account for the Athletic. Yes. Um, there, you'll just find it somewhere in there. Just trust me, this is going to be a perfect Easter egg. Anyways, that's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back on Sunday this coming week. Um, so right after uh, the day after the Penguins game, um, we're actually going to have a, uh, a a guest star too um, from the local Twitter community. Won't name names, but it'll be a good one. And uh, it's just somebody that we interact with on Twitter all the time that's a, a super a super awesome person and great to chat with. Yeah, it's going to be exciting having someone else to talk to other than this guy over here. Kind of getting tired of him. So. Well, the, the last thing I will say, though, is that just so you all know, um, whenever we talk about the podcast stuff, Carlo won't give me any of his answers ahead of time. <laughs> so I, I'm like in the dark until we do this recording. So if you ever feel like, wow, well, why did he sound so surprised? It's because I am surprised because Carlo just trolls me all week. I, I am known to be a troll, yes. So again, I am uh, Andrew, a.k.a. at Choi underscore AJ on Twitter. And I'm Carlo, uh, some dude 88 
And that is it for this week. So see you next week.